Welcome to Canine Nation. It's Sunday, April 7th, 2019. This is episode 131. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is Eric Brad. I've heard it said that dog training is simple. I can tell you from experience that being a dog trainer is not quite so simple. Not only do I have to come up with clear and effective ways to communicate with my dog so she understands the behaviors I'm trying to teach her, but I also have to be observant enough to see when things could be done better and to go and seek out more information so that I can become a better trainer. And perhaps, most importantly, I care about how my dog feels about our training. I want to make sure she's comfortable and that she's having fun. Albert Einstein was once quoted as saying that, Time only exists so that things don't happen all at once. Unfortunately for me, and everyone else who trains a dog, teaching behaviors learning about my dog's learning style, and looking after our relationship together do often happen almost simultaneously. I remember some great advice that came to me from a magazine article about how to manage these situations where we have to play multiple roles almost at the same time. In thinking about the roles we play in training our dogs, I came up with an idea. Maybe we're not just one dog trainer. Maybe, in fact, we're three different dog trainers, each with its own goals and its own role to play in educating the dog. I thought that was worth exploring, so I wrote it down in this essay that I call Three Dog Trainers. In addition to being a dog trainer and a lover of all things dog, I am a musician. I confess that I'm not particularly talented as either a songwriter or as a performer, but I enjoy writing and playing. Call it a hobby. I also record my music in my home studio. Lots of people do these days. It's fun. I also occasionally read magazines for home recording musicians like myself. Many years ago, I read an interesting article that addressed a unique aspect of composing and recording my music at home. The article described the different roles that I have to play when sitting down to create music in my studio. I'm a composer who writes the music, a performer who plays the instruments, the engineer who makes sure that all of the technology is capturing the sounds the way they should, and the producer who manages the whole project just to make sure that it all sounds good and it's getting done properly. The author cautioned that there was a danger in trying to do more than one of these different jobs at any given time, to wear too many hats at once. If the performer is struggling to get the playing right and changes hats to the composer, both the song and the performance can suffer. If the engineer suddenly appears while the composer is writing, inspiration can be lost by fiddling with wires and turning dials. The point was to recognize that there are different aspects of the process and that it's most effective to focus on one at a time to do the best job at each role. Don't try to do everything at once. 
Now, years later, as I work with dog owners and their dogs, I recognize this many hats problem here in the dog world. Very often, we think of training our dogs as a single purpose task in the same way that I used to think of making music as a single task. In reality, it's really broken up into what I consider three different aspects to the process. I call them the three dog trainers that I have inside myself. Working with students, particularly in training dog agility, I find that there are three distinct things that have to happen during the training process. We are teaching our dog something, we are learning something ourselves, and we are managing the relationship that we have with our dog, sometimes all at the same time, or at least we're trying to. I like to think of these three different roles as different dog trainers, the teacher, the learner, and the partner. Each one of these different roles has their own priorities. Each one has their own focus. Each one has their own way of working with the dog. It can be hard to recognize each of these different roles because we often try to be all of them at the same time. I'd like to take a few minutes to talk about each of these roles separately and why they are so important to training our dogs. The most obvious role I play is the teacher. I need to teach my dog to stay, to come, and lots of other important and not-so-important behaviors to make living together easier for both of us. I will bring all of the tools I will need to do that work, the prompts, the rewards, the markers, and so on. I will have a plan for teaching and testing each behavior so that I know when my dog understands and responds to my cues correctly. A big part of being the teacher is watching my dog. When I prompt her, does she respond as I expect? As I start to remove any prompts I've been using, does she still understand and do the correct behavior? Going into training, a good teacher knows what the final result is supposed to look like, and it's our job to help our trainee learn. Most of that is watching to see if the student is getting it right and adjusting what I'm doing to help them learn. But I'm not just a teacher. When I'm training my dog, I find that there is always something I can learn about my dog, about my training, or even about myself. Is my training method as clear and effective as I thought it was? Does my dog become more frustrated when I use one training approach over another? Am I using a given prompt or technique to best advantage? Am I rushing ahead too quickly for my dog to keep up? Sometimes it just comes down to learning something new and understanding it clearly before I can use it in working with my dog. In dog agility, there is a lot to learn. Maneuvering with my dog while we're both running and navigating an obstacle course requires skills that I didn't have when I started. I had to learn to manage myself as well as my dog while running on the course. I'm sure this is true in many other dog sports and activities. There is a lot for us humans to learn about the role we need to play when we train our dogs. But there is a third role that I need to play when I'm working with my dog. Call it a parent, call it a leader, call it what you like, 
but I have a responsibility to take care of my dog's basic needs, and that includes their emotional well-being. I consider myself to be my dog's training partner. As the more intelligent and self-aware partner, I have a responsibility to monitor my dog to make sure she isn't unnecessarily stressed or frustrated when we train together. As we train together, my dog might not be understanding what I'm trying to teach her. That can lead to frustration, boredom, or her just checking out and wandering off. I could just demand more focus from my dog, but it would be much more productive if I could be observant enough to know why she's checking out or not as focused on the task as I would like. As a good partner, I should be able to see my dog's emotions and make the effort to adjust what I'm doing to make things easier. It might be that I'm expecting too much or that my dog is not having enough success. It could be that I'm just not giving her enough feedback to know whether she is right or wrong. Watching my dog and looking after her emotional needs can make my training go much more smoothly. I try to be a good partner and help her to be a happy and successful learner. I think that it's important to recognize that I always have these three different trainers inside of me. They are always there, and they sometimes struggle for attention inside my head depending on the training situation. Sometimes, when my dog seems to almost have the behavior learned, the teacher in me wants to push just a little harder for a few more repetitions to make sure that she's got it down. Other times, the learner notices something unexpected and wants to observe it further or start thinking about it, and I don't pay as much attention to my dog as I should. And then there are those times when I worry if my dog is fatigued or confused and perhaps the training is getting to be too much for her. It would be great if I could just choose one role for the moment and go with that. The article I referred to earlier works in a musical context because I can choose which role I want to assume and no one other than me is affected. It's not so simple when working with my dog. She's going to respond to me how she chooses, no matter which role I intend to play. If I don't pay attention to her reactions and adjust accordingly, I could be making the training harder and less fun for both of us. It's not easy being three trainers at the same time, but it seems to come with the experience of being a dog owner and a dog trainer. We all have things we want to teach, things we need to learn, and a relationship to maintain with our dog. And all of these things are happening mostly at the same time. Or perhaps, more accurately, our different training roles have a sneaky way of interrupting each other at the most inconvenient moments. I think that one of the most important things in dog training is trust. By that, I mean the trust my dog has in me as her trainer and partner in the learning process that we create together. Keeping these three trainers in balance goes a long way for me in creating and maintaining that trust with my dog. A good balance means that the teacher steps aside when the partner notices that my dog is getting frustrated. When the partner gives my dog a break for some play, the learner takes that time to think about what just happened to try and gain some new insight. And the teacher, the teacher waits patiently for his role to return in just a few moments 
when the timing is right. When I'm training, my inner teacher is concerned with results. Has the dog learned the behavior yet? My inner learner is concerned with being the best teacher that I can be. Am I doing this properly? While my inner partner is watching to make sure through all of this that my dog is comfortable, happy, and ready to learn. But while all three of my inner trainers may be jumping in and out of the lead role at any given time, only one of them has the right to always take priority. My inner partner trainer should always be there to step in on behalf of my dog to remind me that it's my dog's emotions and her relationship with me that are the most important things. If I lose that all-important trust from my dog, it won't matter that I know good techniques as a teacher. It won't matter that my learner wants to know more about my dog and her responses to my training. The partner is there to make sure that we're all doing okay, that everything is fine and good and fun. We are all three different trainers. If we can recognize that, we can improve the skills of each of those roles. Be a teacher and get good results. Be a learner and learn all you can about your dog, your training techniques, and the best methods to use. But most importantly, be a partner and stay focused on a healthy and productive relationship with your dog, one that is built on trust and comfort. As I've learned to try and balance these three trainers in my own head, I've decided that there is always more time to teach. There is always more time to learn. But there might not be another chance to get the relationship right. So I give my inner partner first priority. Because for me, there is nothing more important than my dog's trust. If you enjoy these podcasts, why not drop by our website at caninenation.ca and you'll find dozens more to listen to. While you're at it, perhaps click on the donate button and offer us a dollar or five or whatever you'd like to give to help support the podcast and help us keep the lights on. Or you can support the podcast by spreading the word on social media or leaving us a review on iTunes. I'd love to hear feedback from you about the podcast. If you have any comments, stories, or questions, you can email me at talk2 at caninenation.ca. That's talk and the number 2 at caninenation.ca. I look forward to your comments. Canine Nation is also on Facebook. You can find our Canine Nation page where we post information about the latest articles, podcasts, and news about Canine Nation events. We also have a discussion group the Canine Nation Forum. It's a place to discuss the podcast, the Canine Nation essays, life with dogs, and training our dogs, or just to share some information we found around the internet. Thank you for listening. I'd appreciate it if you'd share this with the dog people in your life. I guess that's all for now. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. <laughs>